So here we are again. It's another year and we've already knocked over the first quarter. Can you believe it? With barely a thought for the year that was, we're back to the 50 plus hour work weeks, paying bills, fixing things around the house that we said we'd fix over the holidays and running kids to concerts, parties and after school activities. G'day, it's Peter and welcome to Office Anywhere, a simple little podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting code on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely, but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. Our New Year's resolutions have gasped their last and we're back to questioning our lives and the meaning of it all, if there even is one. We feel that subtle heaviness, the fear that things won't change, even though we want them to. I've been here many times, mostly during my late 30s and early 40s. As a much younger man, though, it was very different. The arrival of each year filled me with unassailable optimism. I told myself that this was my year. This year, I would become the change that I sought. As I got older, though, each new year took on a darker hue, like those lugubrious winter days when the sun stays behind a veil of brooding clouds. I tried and failed at so many things, sometimes spectacularly, that each time I threw out a calendar it became harder to find a silver lining. After many years of this cycle, I slowly learned something. I learned that everything has an end, whether that thing is good or bad. Bad relationships end, winning streaks fizzle, good economies crash, and bad ones recover. And so a few years ago, I made a deliberate decision to turn things around. You can read about a lot of that in my other posts on my other site, midlifetribe.com. But suffice to say, once I made the decision that today was day one, then things began to change. Nowadays, I'm super intentional about the decisions that I make, especially about the things that I want and don't want. And I've learned that what I say I want is often just a thin veneer covering something deeper and much simpler. I've since adopted a simple phrase, so that... And it has transformed how I make decisions, and with it, my life. When a decision comes before me, I always carry it through to its conclusion with a series of brutally honest, so that's. What this does is lead me towards the ultimate outcome, and it forces me to question my motives. I'll give you an example. Say I want to get a job promotion. My so that sequence might look like this. I want to get this promotion so that I can earn more money. So that I can buy a Mercedes so that I can look cool to others, so that I feel like I'm winning, so that all those years of hard work are rewarded, so that I fulfill my dream of living the good life. Once I've made it to the end, I then ask a simple question. Will this deliver the final outcome that I seek? And in this case, that final outcome is item number six, the last one, so that I can fulfill my dream of living the good life. So if that is the outcome that I want in this particular example, then the answer to the question might actually be no. And I'll explain why in a minute. As I've said before, the thousands of marketing messages that we see each day teach us that the only path to the life that we seek is to buy our way there or to give up huge chunks of our life. And it's usually both. The sad thing is, few of us question it because we're all doing it. Every decision we make has multiple costs. I think six of them, essentially. And we'd be wise to consider all of them each time we're about to make one. The first one is the time cost how much of it you must surrender for this decision. Number two is the relationship cost, the impact it'll have on those you love. Number three is the freedom cost, the restrictions it will place on your autonomy. 
Four is the ethical cost, the moral and ethical compromises it might demand of you. Five is the truth cost, the divergence from who you are and what feels right for you. And six, of course, the financial cost, the money you pay for it. Now, if we go back to my getting a promotion example and we run it through this test, my answers might go something like this. In terms of time, I'll have to work longer hours. Relationships, my wife and kids will see less of me. Freedom, I might have to give up dinner or breakfast with the family. Ethics, I might have to promote or support something that I don't believe in. Truth, I'll have to do things that are unnatural or awkward for me. And financial, I will have to direct more income to car payments and restaurant dinners. Can you see how this plays out? Now, this is the simplest way that I can explain why I decided over 10 years ago that I would no longer chase job titles. Now, sure, I've made less money than I might have, but I've always been there for my kids, and I still am, and that's worth a lot more to me than a fancy job or a fancy title or lots of money. It just is. Like most things, though, I learned this the hard way. The first time was over 20 years ago. I was lured by a fancy guy in a really fancy suit to head up a new franchise at a car dealership. He took me out to lunch and he told me how wonderful my life would be. The money would flow, accolades would tumble from the heavens and supermodels would beg for my number. Almost none of that was true, of course, but the offer did come with an immediate 50% pay rise, a new car and a dose of extra status. There were just two problems. The location was an extra hour from home and the owner was a lunatic. I discovered this important fact on day one when he blasted me for leaning against a desk in the new, as yet unfinished showroom. Three days later, I realised what a horrible mistake I'd made and I quit. The second time I made this mistake involved a $250,000 carrot from a tech startup. Again, a mistake. In exchange for my quarter of a mil, they required everything short of my firstborn. There was no room for anything else in my life. Even a very lucrative offer from a sexy colleague wasn't enough to keep me there. So I called up my previous boss and I begged him to take me back. Luckily, he did. And that's when I restructured my work arrangements. What I learned from all this and through the 10 years that followed, because I'm a slow learner, is that the things I wanted all came with multiple prices. I also learned that the things I wanted could be acquired through means that didn't conform to societal norms. In other words, I didn't have to give up as much as everyone said. I didn't have to pay three or four different prices for everything. And this is where you come in. I don't know exactly what you want, but I reckon I can guess a few of them, at least in broad terms. I'm guessing that you want a degree of autonomy around how you spend your days. You want healthy relationships with your partner and your kids. You'd like to do work that matters to you. You'd like to hold fast to your values and your beliefs, and you'd like to have the time and energy to appreciate life and pursue things that you love. And of course, you like financial freedom. I'm sure there are others, but I reckon that they're probably, you know, some of the top ones for most of us. Personally, I can sum all of these up in one word, freedom. I have two cars with number plates that include this word, and that's how strongly I feel about it. One of them is called uh, Be Free, and the other one is uh, Free um, 3, I think it is. All Jeez, I can't even remember my own number plate. <laughs> free 3, I think it is. Um, I want the freedom to decide where and when I work, who I spend time with, and what I work on, which causes I pursue, and how my income is created and spent. I want a meaningful life, and so everything I do is filtered through this lens. All of this bubbles up during my annual reflection, which sounds a bit religious, I know, but it's not. And during that time, I ask myself five questions. I tend to think in lists, so sorry if everything I talk about is in lists. But 
Um, the five things that I ask myself are, one, what do I want this year and how do I want to feel? Number two is what worked well last year. Number three is what didn't work so well last year. Number four is what will I say yes to this year. Number five is what will I say no to this year. Considered this way and with the number one question filtered through the criteria, I can go into my new year knowing exactly what matters for me. If you're in my age group, I'm 50 at the moment, chances are, actually, by the time this comes out, I'll be 51. Um, Chances are you've denied yourself this kind of introspection for years, maybe even decades. My question to you is, how much longer do you think you have and what exactly are you waiting for? You're waiting for permission? You're waiting for the kids to leave home? For your nest egg to reach a mythical number? If you've worked as long as I have, for me, about 34 years, then you deserve to ask, what do I really want? Hell, if you've just started working, you can save yourself decades of misery by asking the question right now. Thing is, if no one was judging you, if the decision was wholly yours to make, what would you really want for yourself or your family this year? And remember, you don't have to quit your job, but maybe you need a different one, one that aligns better with what matters to you, or one that gives you a little bit more freedom to pursue something on the side. And speaking of that, Maybe you need a side hustle. In fact, I think everyone needs a side hustle. Maybe you need to eliminate some of the crap from your life, and that's people included. Maybe it's time to shut out all the noise and go somewhere to think for a while. I've done this many times, often driving a few hundred kilometers from home just so I can be alone in my car with a voice recorder to just get my thoughts out. You'll be amazed at what you can tease out if you just make the time to do this. And as you think out loud and you record your thoughts, you'll uncover truths that you've been hiding under a thick layer of bad programming and societal expectations, probably for years. And don't see this as an indulgence. If you spend weeks planning a holiday, but you won't devote a day or even half a day to figuring figuring out what you really want from your life, then you're kidding yourself. Things won't change all by themselves. So decide what you want for your life at the purest level. Write it down. Keep it simple. Cut away all the bullshit crutches and veneers and just be honest with yourself for a change. Pretend no one is watching. And then when you're ready, truly ready, then you can make tomorrow day one. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with me again on the Office Anywhere podcast. For all the latest ideas, strategies, and a bit of inspiration on working remotely and living a more deliberate, intentional life, just go to officeanywhere.co, scroll down, and you'll find the latest blog posts down there near the bottom. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And uh, here's to living and working on your terms. I'll catch you later. Bye.